As I was um, just trying to figure out what to really talk about today, I just... Um, I just feel like I, I really need to talk about what, what we need to really address is something that we lose, that we have lost, um, that we need to gain back, and that is our present, our present moment, the here and the now. For many of us, that intimidates us because we spend so much time running from thinking about the present moment, or we spend so much time thinking about previous moments, and this world sure does, surely does not make it easy for us to be present, to be still. To take a step back, to evaluate, to analyze, just a moment to breathe. Who knows what I'm talking about? It's a hard, hard, it's a hard, hard, uh, it's a hard, thanks baby girl. Uh, actually, you know how to live in a moment because everything's about here and now. So. <laughs> I think this is why coming together like this, one of its purposes is for us to come together once a week for an hour and a half or two hours and just emerge ourselves in the moment like this morning. A lot of us may feel like we don't need this, and I think we feel that way is because we've lost today. We've lost this powerful thing here and now. And many of us don't think about it because we don't like how it makes us feel. Pastor, hurry up and say something. This is giving me anxiety. Yep, this message is for you. <laughs> I mean, do you feel God like breathing something into your life right this moment? I mean, just, and even now, like, we're, we're fighting to be in the moment because we're thinking of what's next. What is he going to say? <laughs> How is he going to blow our minds today? And, and, good job, Sergio. As I was trying to debate like what to say, what kind of good pointers to give you guys and myself and how to really be there, God just kind of kept taking everything away from me in what I should say and just really just leading me to just kind of like just take a breather, slow down, don't have another point. Just breathe in and out, just exhale in and out. There's something powerful 
about being present. And actually, as we were singing the song, and we'll get the lyrics up to, to the song, Another in the Fire, I just want to kind of read this, the lyrics to this song, because sometimes when we are singing through our, our worship and worshiping, we kind of, you know, are just going to the next thing, to get to the next thing. And I just want to take a moment as even part of the message just to kind of like read the lyrics of, of this new song that we introduced a couple of weeks ago and, and did this morning. I think it's such, a, such powerful lyrics and let them, let them speak into our present. Just as we reread them, there's, there's grace. There's grace for you when your heart is under fire. Wow, that's so powerful. There's another way when the walls are closing in. Can't stay in this moment because whew, everything's just, I got to go, I got to go, I got to move, anxiety. I got to, you know, be busy. And when I look at the space between us, where I used to be and this reckoning, I know I will never be alone. And the chorus is it's pretty powerful for us to just let it be absorbed in our spirit. And it has, there's three different like language, there's three different words with three of the different times that we repeat the chorus. There's a past tense, there's a present tense, and there's also a future tense. And it goes, there was another in the fire standing next to me. There was another in the waters holding back the seas. And I should ever need reminding of how I've been set free. There is a cross that bears the burden where an other died for me. And then the second part is, there is another in the fire. And the last chorus is, there will be another in the fire. It's such a profound truth where we have to take the, this fact in that God neither steps into the past or into the future. He's in the past in the present and in the future all at the same time and he's the one that's with us in the present because we do not know how to be in the present we don't know how to just be here today and I'll give you an example i um as we uh <laughs> wrapped up you know worship and have our little huddle here um at 10 o'clock um we realized that there's a couple of things that I had to run home and for because and for, I forgot to bring them with me. So um, I had to run home. And I, okay, I I didn't run. I'm not a runner. I took my car. <laughs> but I went home and um, and and just kind of almost so, so, kind of like frantically like I gotta grab the stuff and be, come back, you know, before before we start. And it was like I mean, just like every moment was was important. And as I was like, driving through, I was thinking about what God wants to do with us this morning. And the irony where God's like, look at you. <laughs> Just look at you. <laughs> thinking about they will start at a time and you won't make it. And I brushed it off and just gunned it. Before I left, uh, one of our... <laughs> one of our uh, uh, volunteers, like, hey, seatbelt, seatbelt. I'm like... Dude, I'm the pastor. I don't know. I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> but I grabbed my stuff and um, <laughs> I even made a coffee <laughs> while I was out and about. And started driving back and then kind of like began to gun it again. And of course, when you're in a rush, when you're in a hurry, everyone is not. 
And you're like, did you like people? Like, like the left lane is for passing. It's for me at this very moment. This is an emergency. My future is at stake. How can God do something when the man of God doesn't show up? Um, Um, but anyway, so, so and in, in this car, we don't have any air conditioning, so all the windows are down. And then God kind of like came, came, came into the car again, like, look at you. Like, look at you. And I, and I just, before I could even mentally do it, um, I feel my foot ease off the gas. And I get this image of a dog with its head out the window and tongue dangling and just like, in the moment and then as I'm kind of having this image I begin to just look around just what I was passing kind of what was in front of me and just like really just begin to absorb and just take this moment even though there's maybe not crisis but there's things and circumstances around me that 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 could have been avoided but even if not there's something amazing and powerful in, in collecting all of this chaos and all this mess and just breathing out and just taking the present moment in. Something so, so powerful. And we talk about this here because when, we, when, when it comes on to Sunday, we don't know what kind of week we've had. You don't know what kind of week I've had. I don't know what kind of week you've had. And we don't know what kind of week we're going to have, what t- tonight gonna look, was going to look like, or tomorrow. And so we, we talk to our team to say, hey, we have to be intentional. We have to be present for one another. And if you're here, I hope, you, I hope, I hope that came across where we, we're, we're present here. Because many times we don't know what that even feels like anymore. Because when we're in a store, we're on our phones, we're watching something, we're texting someone, we're, we're calling someone, we've forgotten something, we're moving towards something, we're battling something, we're, we're, we're crying and are depressed about another thing, we're dreaming and hopeful about something else. And so we just, and, and the thing is, is the, the stores, they, they, they see the direction that is going in, and so now they're eliminating people and just putting these machines. And they're putting in these machines because we are becoming like machines. We... We, we cease to absorb, and, and, and I catch myself doing this even on purpose. No, man, if I engage with this person, then I'm going to miss thinking about what I'm thinking about. And it seems like we're getting ahead, but in reality, we're just being busy, and we're not living from a place of calmness and peace and stillness. And I hear this all the time because when you're raising kids, you get sucked into this place of go, 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 change the diaper, discipline, make sure they're all fed, make sure they're not running around, make sure this, make sure this, make sure this. And every single person who's ever had kids, it tells me the same thing over and over and over and over. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy where they are because it's going to be gone just like that. And it's so true about the kids, but it's also true about our own life. This passage, I promise, I, I, will, I will read. I, have, I do have some scripture that I, that I do want to read. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, 
And this passage, I kind of breathed new life into this passage when I was reading it through this lens. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 24. And we've heard this passage before, but I think we heard it with like not being really fully present. But, but really, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink or about your body what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? I mean, we're saying, yes, that is true. A hundred percent. And then we go back to worrying about all the things that we agreed that we shouldn't worry about. And, it's, and this is because we're just in this stream going fast and we don't know how to step out of the moving water and just take a breather on the shore. And I love this, consider the birds of the sky. Jesus, say something profound. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Jesus, say something profound. <laughs> Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And the reason this is, this is talking about worrying is because that is what steals our present moment. Worry and anxiety. See, birds and animals, have you ever watched the Animal Channel? On any, not even the Animal Channel, that's like old, old school. Now you have like Netflix and, and Amazon Prime, but they have all these like History Channel, um, you know, animal stuff. And, and I, love, I love to watch those things. The, the things that they discover, um, like, like fish in the water, in the deep, deep water, they have they're able to create energy and light their body up. They glow. We were talking about, uh, this, this, was it this week? About what if, what if there was this option that we can actually see people glow? Um, glow blue if they're cold towards God and glow red whenever they're on fire towards God. And so uh, when I walk on stage, you'll be able to see my colors. <laughs> I'm blue trying to be passionate about, like, dude, you can't fool us. <laughs> you can't. Dear God, give me that gift. I can see people where they are. <laughs> but the fish, they, you know, for example, they have this, uh, this energy of, of being able to, to, to do some amazing, amazing things. Um, and have you ever watched uh, whenever they, they have these hunts on, on the channel, wherever you have prey and you have these, you know, like, uh, this is one particular one that I remember watching, and I'm just like, I just cannot comprehend why it's so ridiculous. But um, there's this a, a whole migration of animals, and they the herd, and they go to the water, and they're just trying to drink the water. At first, they're a little bit cautious, and again, they start drinking, drinking, and then this alligator, and the, narrati the, the narrator is like, and the alligator is just watching and waiting, and... You know, you're sitting like, dear God, what is going to happen? And the same thing happens over and over and over again. The alligator's hungry. And so you see all of a sudden, whap, and he tries to snap and pull something in for food. And he misses, of course, because you still have 20 more minutes in the show, so he just can't eat right away. So you have to put this thing where he misses, and there's freedom, and they get away. And you're like, wow, alligator's going to be hungry. Nope. Just a few more minutes, the herd repeats what it just did. At first slowly, and then, ah, and then more loosely, and then they're normal. As soon as they're back in their normal, the, the alligator leaps forth again. And by the second, third, or fourth try, 
there is a feast under the water. But with our human mind, we're looking at that, and I'm looking at them saying, what is wrong with these animals? Don't they remember what just happened in the past, like mere minutes ago? And then reading this passage about the birds, and I'm looking just like, you know, these animals, they may die today, but they live a stress-free, worry-free, in-the-moment life right now. Think about that. We have such capacity to remember the past, to talk about the past. We have the capacity to dream about the future. We have this amazing capacity to make something, and not just something, but make much of our life. And the animals don't have that, and yet they know how to enjoy the moment as we are struggling how to take every moment and live a free, peaceful, peaceful life. So we've gained talking about our past and dreaming about our future, but we've lost being in the moment. Another thing I discovered is when we set ourselves up to really be in the moment, it's not just the physical aspect of this, which is a big thing that we're missing. Because if we don't slow down physically, everything else, our mentality, our spirituality, all that stuff, we don't even really fully touch and ignite because we're too busy dealing with all the worry and all the stuff. And, and the wonder Jesus talks about, uh, go into your secret hidden place, into your closet. Go there. Shut everything out and just learn and step into this moment where you're not distracted, where you're not thinking about your past and you're not dreaming about your tomorrow. Jesus knew how to do this. Jesus lived in this way, and he was di di distracted. A, a, a story that comes to mind is the story of Lazarus. Because remember, Jesus was in another town, and, and Lazarus' sisters, you know, he said, hey, Lazarus is sick, you know, and they sent this message to Jesus. And Jesus is like, he ain't going to die. And he continued on what he was doing. Then Lazarus dies, and so Jesus continues for a couple more days. Something even so significant in someone's death, Jesus was not distracted by being in the moment, doing what he needed to do in the moment. And then he went back, and his disciples were like, I'm sure they did not know how to even think because their friend, Jesus' friend, is sick, and now he's dead, and Jesus is doing his ministry. And they're probably like, Jesus, what, what are you doing? You're, you're do, do, doing all this stuff. It doesn't seem like there's urgency here, but look at all this stuff. We've got to hurry up and shift, and, and let's do this, and let's move. And, and you know, we've got to chase this, got to chase this, got to chase this. And Jesus is like, I'm taking my time. And even 
Remember when he went to heal a girl that, that died as well, and then the woman that touched him with the issue of blood that was healed. Jesus was moving, moving in a direction, going to a destination, but even when he was interrupted, he took a moment and, be, and became, became so present in the moment where he had a conversation with the woman who had the issue of blood to explain, to, to encourage her, to acknowledge her. And a lot of times we are, we are being held back by our past. And I was hoping for a better tomorrow. And so we create a world inside of us in the today. We create this world in the present that's filled with worry and, and, and anxiety. And so what we do, we want to just binge watch stuff, do something to, so we can escape our reality. And we self-medicate or for real medicate. And Jesus is saying, I want to teach you how to walk with me. I want to teach you how to take each and every moment capture, ca uh, captive. Not just with our thoughts, because the thing is, you cannot fully think until you get into a place where you can actually think. Jesus is talking about capture your thoughts, and we don't even know that we're thinking. And we don't even know that we can think about what we're thinking about. So we're trying to do, do, do. We're trying to go to church. We're trying to sing. We're trying to get our Bibles done and read. And we're trying to do all this, other, you know, but we don't know how to just stop and take a breath and just be. This is why fasting is so powerful because it forces us to unplug and just to be still. And who knows that if you're a place of calmness and peacefulness and thanksgiving you will actually make better and wiser decisions and choices when you when the decisions that you have to make it's not because from a place of a lot of pressure and, and anxiety where you can actually say you know like i love what dave ramsey says he goes whenever you go to a store and they try to have you buy something right now they're taking advantage of this moment where you're like you know i gotta have the next best thing to have you know have, a, have you know i gotta just i got i got i got i got and they make it so appealing where this is the best deal ever and if you leave today without buying it tomorrow it may not be here <gasps> what or the sale's gonna go away and we'll never have this sale again and we're like, here's my card. And then, but then they say, but if you find something else cheaper, just, you know, we'll match it now. And what Dave Ramsey says when it comes down to finances, he's like, you know, just say, let me, let me sleep on it. Let me step back and let all this thing, let me take these thoughts captive. Let me process them. Let me invite God into this equation. Let me invite his presence into my moment. Let me just breathe. Let me think. Imagine if more and more people did it. And the world, the world's looking at this and, and there's a whole industry 
on self-help and actualization and mindfulness and unplugging and meditation and all this terminology that the Christian church has forsaken because we don't know how to pray without the pastor praying on our behalf. We don't know how to seek God to give us revelation about Scripture until the preacher gives us the revelation about Scripture. We have trained ourselves to rely on others. And God's like, what you hear from that person I've given him, do you not think that I can give you something too? But in order for that to happen, we have to step out of the chaos of where we are and step back and say, God, help me make sense of what's going on. Let me rest in you. So now you're operating from a place of tranquility, from a place of peace that, that, that people don't understand. Now you're, you're coming from a place of being thankful. And, and what happens too that when we become intentional about being present in the moment, it's not just going to be something that's just a physical thing. Go into the physical closet and just, you know, now you're, you're, you're obviously away from everybody, which is a big thing, which is something great and it's awesome to do. But then God does something even additional to that. Then he begins to shift our focus not just from what we see here and now but then he begins to unveil things that are happening in the unseen world now we can begin to see like there's a story um in acts and i and i and i have this but i'm just i'm not gonna read that but but stephen 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 was his uh, the apostles laid their hands on him he got filled with the spirit and god began to do amazing things in, in Stephen's life, you know, and this is found in like Acts 7 or 8. And so he's, he's doing all this stuff. He's completely on fire, you know, for God, just, just, just plowing through to such an extent that the world and the, the, the Pharisees took notice and they captured him and they didn't like what he had to say. And so they went and they began to stone him. Just remember that? He, he's considered, and from what, we, from what we understand, he's the first person to be stoned for going after Jesus with all, his, with all his life. The first person to be killed. And what's interesting about that story is that, that his moment was not a good moment, right? He's, he's in this pit behind a wall of some sort, and there are these stones that people are throwing at him. So it's not a quick death by any stretch of the, of the uh, imagination. Stoning was a harsh, harsh, harsh way to go. But in the moment of chaos, in the moment of confusion, in this moment that seems like there is no justice. Stephen, you said yes to God and here you are now being brutally murdered. How does this make sense? And in the physical, it does not fully make sense. But then we see, we got a little peek where he's like, as he's being stoned, he looks up and he says, I see the heavens open. <laughs> we are stoning you because you're following Jesus. And now you're telling us that you see Jesus over there in heaven with the heavens open. Are you crazy? Because whenever we feel like we're suffering for something, that's the last thing that we want to go even deeper in. You're suffering for your faith. What is our thing? Just back off for a second. Someone hurts you, take a step back. And Stephen is like, you guys don't understand. 
when the things of this world don't make sense, the things in the spiritual world make even more sense. So now he sees it in this moment where he is being brutally and violently murdered. He still has this sense of peace and awe because he's seen something that no one else sees. He's in a place that's beyond just being isolated physically. His mind is in a place where, 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 where only certain people attain and get to. But Jesus made it available for all of us. It's a powerful, powerful thing for us to get into the place where we, like, like look, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. How many of us know this passage, and yet we don't fully know what that really looks like on an everyday basis? Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. When we make a decision to capture the moment, and when we become intentional with it, God is going to show up in such powerful ways in our life. It will blow our minds. Like we, we would, we, wow, what in the world? I cannot believe this. This just does not make sense to me. As far as I was concerned, this was the end. And yet now all of a sudden, I'm looking at the same situation. Nothing changed, but now I see somebody breathed life into this thing. To recapture of being present. So what if today is a trigger for us? Not to rush to the next thing, but really take in the actual moment for all it's worth. And, you know, uh, when Courtney said with the heart-to-heart after church that I'm going to be quick enough where you don't, you don't miss a meal, well, what she meant to say is that we're going to be in the present moment, <laughs> so don't think about lunch. <laughs> That's basically what she meant. <laughs> no, um, um. <laughs> so, As a band comes up, I just I want to like take a few moments because we can talk about this until we to, until we turn blue. I can give you passages where you can highlight and you can read. And if you read through the life of Jesus, you will see how he's, he's, he was always in the present moment, just doing his thing. And and the, the the hardest part is not knowing the information. It's not having great tweetable phrases. But the hardest part is actually stepping into it. And so what I want to do right now. For, for, for the remaining time that we have is just, is just take this moment and just kind of step into the present and just kind of like pause. Don't think about your past. Don't think about your future. Just think about the, the here and the now. The here and the now. Just in your environment. If you want to close your eyes, feel free to close your eyes. That's going to help to, to you know, take distraction um, away from you. Just go ahead, close your eyes and, just, and just, just take a breath and just kind of like 
become aware of where you are. Become aware of the chair that you're sitting in. Become aware of, of how the cushion feels. Become aware of your breathing. Become aware of, of what you're thinking about. Become aware of how your mind may be racing in the very moment. Just, just take a breath. Close your eyes. I know this is intimidating for some of us. And I know when we come to church, a lot of it feels like go, go, go. But let's just, right now, just take a moment. Capture this moment. that you release your grace into our hearts and into our minds right now. God, I pray and I ask that we experience your presence here and now. That you're not just the God of yesterday, and the God of tomorrow, but you are the God of today. You are the God of the now. And you never left us in the past. You will not leave us in the future. And you have not left us here now. I invite the Spirit, invite Holy Spirit to breathe peace, to breathe life. Go ahead and release the thing that you've been holding on to right now. Go ahead, just release it. Let it go. Now it says, let the peace of God come in you. You have to give the peace of God permission. So if you don't have peace this morning, if you don't know how to live in the present, just invite the Holy Spirit right now. I promise you, He will do what only He can do. We're just going to stay here for just a few more minutes. Release all your anxiety. Cast your worry and your burdens on Jesus this morning. Whatever it takes, when you leave here, leave in complete freedom and supernatural peace.